Hey there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture After Dark. Vonnie and Abel here, and this week we have got such a huge lineup for you guys. So this week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about Ellen DeGeneres ending her show. James Charles, he's been gone for a couple of weeks, but he is back. Scott Disick and Courtney and Travis Barker, their trio of drama. Also going to bring up some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills drama. James Franco is in some deep water. A lot of his friends are turning on him, so we're going to get into that. Ronnie from Jersey Shore. We're going to talk about his whole domestic violence issue. We're going to also be talking about uh, Colin Farrell and some issues he's having with his son. Then we're moving on and talking about Allie Brooke from Fifth Harmony and her new podcast, The Allie Brooke Show. And then we're going to kind of end the show with Jennifer Lopez, and Ben Affleck, because you know we love some J-Lo and Ben. Also about Matthew Perry and a bunch of just really celebrities and drama on dating apps. So that is what you can expect on this week's Pop Culture After Dark. Bonnie, you ready to get into it? I know that we have lots to say. We have lots of opinions as usual. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is going to be an episode. I'm glad I got a cup full of drink. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, so let's just start with Ellen DeGeneres announcing um, that she is ending her show after its current 19th season. Uh, You know, this comes after a year of just a bunch of different allegations with her show about like toxic work environment. Um, There was an internal investigation by Warner Media. And a bunch of head staff members were fired, including executive producers, um, Ed Glavin, Kevin Lemon, and co-executive producer Jonathan Norman. There's also rumors that um, Ellen is just a mean boss. Like she is mean. Um, she is not the nice person persona that she appears to be on TV, according to people you know um, that know her and guests that have been on her show. Um, today, that as of recording this, Ellen was actually supposed to sit down with Oprah and talk about the show. And when Ellen announced that she's ending her show, this was her reason for it. She said, when you're a creative person, you constantly need to be challenged. And as great as this show is, and as fun as it is, it's just not a challenge anymore. Girl, that's some bullshit if I ever heard it. Oh, that's some baby back bullshit, but yes. Yeah, so um, I actually was kind of wary about the allegations against her because I felt like maybe they were like salty ex-employees that were saying starting rumors about her. However, YouTuber Nikki Tutorials was on her show and she actually came out and said that Ellen was very cold and standoffish. And Nikki is known for just being... Nikki has a very good reputation, if you don't know her. Uh, she has a very good reputation online, on YouTube. She is, um, she stays, like, away from drama for the most part. You know, she's been brought in a couple situations, but nothing like James Charles. Um, <laughs> she, uh, you know, so I believed it because of her sharing her experience on the Ellen, sh- Ellen show. Um, what do you think about all of those allegations? Do you think, and I know that we talked about it before, how this season um, ratings were down tremendously. Um, do you think that her reasoning for quitting the show is really why, or do you think she's ending it before the, um, you know, the, like the showrunners end it, you know, after a while, the company, you know, the producers of the show are going to be like, Hey, you're not cutting it. So 
What, what do you think the real reason is here? I really think it's because of all the allegations of the toxic work environment. I mean, the bullshit excuse that she gave is just that. Like, you know what, Ellen? Fuck that. She's like, I'm such a kind person. But really, you're not. Are you giving? Sure. But are you giving because that's the kind of person you are? Or are you giving because of ratings? Because that's what the the image that you projected for yourself and put out there and stuff. If, one, if it was one person just saying all this stuff, then... Uh, you know, maybe I, it, there's two sides to the story, but multiple and not just staff members. You have guests on the show that are saying she's a fucking fake ass bitch. Like, no, like she's <laughs> rude. And she's ugly. She, yes. And my girl, Nikki, that's my girl. I love her. Miss tutorials. Like she did come out and say this shit about Ellen and just felt like she's, she said she felt very like, what the fuck, you know, because yeah, Nikki's trans. Ellen's, you know, part of the LGBTQ community and all that stuff. So it's like, why the fuck is this bitch treating me like this? You know what I mean? Like, no, that Ellen was just stuck up, standoffish, rude, like all that shit. And I will take Nikki's word five times over fucking Ellen's. I'm sorry. To be honest, I never fucking liked her. And she always seemed fake to me, to be honest. So yeah, no, fuck her. This is just a this is a, like, no, she's just tired of all the negativity and the backlash and stuff. And she's like, she's going to end the show on her terms when she wants to end it, period. You know? Yeah, I agree. I think that it's, um, you know, I, I'm always like also wary whenever a female gets called like a mean boss, you know, quote unquote, a mean boss. Because when guys are mean, they're considered, oh, that's a boss. They're bossy. That's a, that's a man. And when girls are assertive and say what they want, most of the time they're like, oh, that bitch, oh, that whore, you know, they get name called. Um, so so sometimes whenever I see stuff about celebrities, especially women, like they're divas or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I personally take it with a grain of salt because, again, if it's a man being assertive, he's a boss, he's this, he's that. He knows what he wants. But when a female's assertive, she's automatically a bitch. Right. And so I always take that with the grain of salt. However, there's no way that this fake persona of this person uh, that she puts on as a front, I feel like, um, there's no way she's really that person. We all have our down days. And I think that, you know, it's just like us. Like, if we have a day job, we are turned on at work. Like, I'm in customer service, so I'm on at work. I understand that she's on for the cameras, you know what I mean? But when the cameras right. are off, you're not supposed to, you shouldn't be rude to your guests. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be rude. That's her being on. I don't expect her to Ellen to be on. Like when I mean on, I mean like that friendly, happy person all the time. But I do mm-hmm. expect her to treat her guests with respect. You invited them on the show. I yeah. do expect her to give from the greatness of her heart and not just because of ratings you know what i mean like practice what you preach like i don't know like i said of course you know we all get into our bitchy mood so that would and if she is assertive and she knows what she wants you know more power to her but it's also the way you deliver the message and the way you treat your people around you um and so you know i i think that she's ending her show because if you look at all those lists of names that I, I gave you, how does she not, as the person with the name, like, this is her show. How does she know that none of this was happening under her belt? You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, um, let's move on from Ellen. 
and let's uh talk about some james charles stuff it's been a little while like i know we bur- like she's she's been gone from the podcast for a little bit but she's back in full throttle mode so vani why don't you take over well here we go sister charles i mean come on we knew it's gonna be a minute it was the reason why james has been gone from so much because he actually took himself off of social media he said to give himself a break and to uh, pretty much handle everything that he needed to handle behind the scenes with all the, his allegations and everything that he was going through, pretty much to take ownership of what he was going, you know, what he did and reflect and, and try to, you know, whatever. Oh, so much bullshit. I can't breathe. But anyway, so <laughs> during that time while he's been gone, of course, all that came out, like we talked about in the last podcast about him getting sued by one of his former employees. And she came out, you know, swinging with all the allegations, you know, of not getting paid, um, of poor work environment, of hostile work environment, of like, um, what was the other thing? Oh, being let go, you know, so wrongful termination. There's just so many allegations on there. Well, he surprised everybody. Lo and behold, we get notifications on our Twitter that, you know, Sister Charles posted a, a tweet. Well, it wasn't a tweet. It was a seven and a half minute video explaining his side of this lawsuit that was going on so coming from him come to find out that on his side of the story that this person was only employed with him for six months and this was when he was 18 and he just moved to LA and he hired a video editor and he hired her he did give her um, like a promotion to producer at which point he said she was no longer editing videos or doing any other kind of work and that she had a salary of like $72,000 a year. Then he came out and made a lot of accusations about how this, the timing of this is just uh, peculiar because he feels like she's trying to blackmail him right now because she knows everything he's going on. uh, It's going on in his life right now with the other allegations and everything. Her camp is thinking that he'll settle. So that way, you know, none of this gets drug out and really gets put out there like that. And he said he wasn't going to talk about this, but since she made it public and she's been talking about it, he felt he had to come forward and tell his side of the story, especially before an article is about to come out about this whole thing from her camp. And so, and he's just denying all the accusations, saying that it was never like that. And he, it makes him sick to his stomach to even think that, you know, these accusations are coming out because he treats his employees like family and blah, blah, blah. And come to find out this lawsuit has been going on for two years. So he's really thinking that this is a cash grab because he's saying it's not just for lost wages. This is for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's what she's basically asking for, for a settlement. And he said he has no choice right now, but to see this through to the end, because if he's going to be damned, you know, if it's going to be, if he's going to settle for something that is not true at all. So I kind of don't know where I stand on this one right now on whose side or whose camp to believe, you know, uh, I don't know. He basically didn't come out and say anything, you know, he was saying because of like the litigation going on, you know, he really couldn't talk about it. Well, then why come out at all and say anything? You know what I mean? So I don't know where I stand right now or whose side I believe. What do you think? Yeah, so um you're yeah, he the girl claimed that she was unpaid. However, he did say he paid her over seventy thousand dollars a year. Um he also mentioned that he actually tried to settle with her before it went to uh 
before they even started a, like a court trial or whatever he tried to settle her and gave her an offer um and she declined and her like she wanted like you said hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars and he felt like that was outrageous and not worth it and so he said you know what she's being greedy so absolutely not he's going to fight it to the full extent of the law um the court case has been going on for two years and he hasn't mentioned it um he all of a sudden is mentioning it and i feel like for him to break his hiatus after all of these serious allegations um from young men um boys really um for him to break his silence from that i feel like he is telling the truth in this case because why else would he come to defend himself and say and spill all this tea about something that's been going on for two years and him not have mentioned it a long time ago like why would he bring this why would he bring a bigger spotlight onto himself for no reason a negative spotlight because he does like the spotlight he's a social media influencer but why would he add more negative press to himself so i believe and he does mention at the beginning of his video that the reason why he's making it is because he got the the person or the website that was going to release the article reach out to him for comment about the article so he got a heads up about it that way and so that's why he came out with um that video and so i don't know i kind of I kind of believe him, you know, why would he, like I said, why would he not have brought this up two years ago? If it's been going on for two years and we haven't heard of it until now, it does be kind of shady on that girl's part. You know what I mean? And um, I feel like that girl brought it up now because she knows that the public opinion of him is not, is very negative right now. So she's like, oh, I'm going to put the cherry on top of that. You know what I mean? No, so. I agree. I agree a hundred percent with that right there, because this could have gotten brought up at any time within the past two years, even recently when the Tati shit or whatever, all that broke out with, with James Charles and stuff like that. But public opinion wasn't very swayed. Yes, there were people like kind of, but a lot of people were still on his side with that. And he still had his fan base and, you know, Morphe and just everybody on his side still. So, okay, that wasn't a good time. But now, now that he's pretty much like a leper right now in the community, now's the time to hit him. Kick him when he's down. Everybody, everybody knows that. You want to take advantage of somebody, you fuck them up when they're already on the ground. And I really think that's what the hell she's doing. And yes, he did make her that settlement. And if that's all this was about, she would have taken it then. Like, no, I think it's yeah. a going above and beyond. Like, this bitch just wants, <laughs> she just wants money or whatever. Because, you know, James may be what he is, but I don't see him treating his employees like that. That's and like he me. said, all the people around him have been around for years since he started. Mm -hmm. So why would these people stick around someone that's toxic? If he was this toxic, he's problematic, yes. But is he Ellen DeGeneres? Obviously not, because his people have been around him for so long. You know, if people stick around a good leader, if you're a good leader, you know, they say like a good leader has the same crowd around them for a long time because people like to work for you. Well, in answer to that, because they did go over this with that the girl that's accusing him of all this stuff. She said the people around him only stick by him and only are there because out, out of what they can get from him for themselves. That's why they're there. And, you know, that 
it's because that they're going to benefit in some kind of way, benefit from his connections or, you know, what he has, what he's doing. And that's the only reason why the people stick by him. But I don't care if he is that problematic with his people and that toxic, as you say, with his employees and stuff, no amount of maybe one day will get me to fucking stay anywhere, let alone a Mm. handful of people. You know what I mean? Just... mm. And this girl, all she's doing is alienating herself from the business and no one's going to want to work with her because they're going to say, well, what if she turns on me like this? What if she is mm-hmm. just a, there's people that literally live in court. Like their job is to like take people to court and pick oh, yeah. cash and people, you know, celebrities try to stay away from that. So if I was a celebrity and I saw and she applied to be whatever on my team, I'd be like, absolutely not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. I guess we will see. Um, I mean, it's been going on for two years, so God knows how long. And he said he's going to keep on fighting it. At what point does she have to give up? Because lawyers are expensive. Mm-hmm. And if it's oh, yeah. going on for two years, I'm pretty, I'm 99% sure James has more money than her. So he, he could keep this and going. He was, and he was saying it's it's been costly for him. And he made sure and he put that in. He said, for me, for the defense, it is costly. Because that's right. When you're when you're suing somebody, you ask for that monetary, you know, damages in the suit and stuff. So I'm pretty sure this isn't very costly for her. This is being costly for him. You know? She can yeah. just whatever. So I guess we'll see and we'll keep you guys updated as more develops there. Um, so let's move on um, from James Charles to Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. So guys, if you've been listening, you know that we love them. We love, we're here for the thumb sucking with them. We're here for their PDA. We love them. Well, her ex, Scott Disick, apparently and is allegedly has an issue with their relationship and is standing in the way of them possibly getting engaged. So a source close to the Kardashians told E! News, um, spilled some tea to E! News, and I was telling Vonnie before we started recording, I don't ever like a source said, but in this case, I feel like the Kardashians are in bed with E! The Network. Um, And so I feel like anything that a source from the Kardashian family that tells E! Something, I believe it because I feel like it's, probably someone from the family telling them this because just because the Kardashians have ran that network that's if you think about it, that's been the only show on E anytime you put on E it's only the Kardashians playing there mm-hmm. isn't anything else they don't have programming on that TV sh- on that on that network and isn't the show <laughs> ending soon yeah oh, they're RIP <laughs> yeah the, uh, they're moving to Hulu they're getting a new show on Hulu the Kardashians so um he's gonna be gone but anyways so um a source close to the family allegedly uh told e-news let's see they told e-news uh scott will always be in courtney's life it's just a different dynamic right now scott wished courtney a happy birthday i'm sorry a happy mother's day privately but is really distancing himself he doesn't want to interfere with her relationships however is concerned about the children um they do connect about the kid about the kids often but that's about the extent of it currently 
And mm-hmm. so I guess his concerns are like with the kids. Um, Travis Barker has kids himself, if I'm not mistaken, right? So I yeah. wouldn't, I mean, for, you know, like, I don't know. I just feel like I don't, Travis Barker has never had like bad press about him. Like he's been in the mm-hmm. entertainment business for years. I mean, I think he probably predates the Kardashians. Like he's been oh, in yeah. the music business and entertainment world forever so i don't know um and do you think that scott disick has a right to interfere with their relationship especially being that he is in one his self like isn't he with like some young girl i can't say hell fuck no enough he just don't have no fucking rights like shut the fuck up put your face back between that little girl's legs and shut the hell up like why? Why are you even relevant? Why do you have an? You don't have an opinion. He's he's not going to be a bad stepfather to those kids. You know, come the fuck on. Like you just don't want to see your fucking ex happy. Do not turn into that toxic ass ex. Go about your business. You are doing just fine over there, fucking around with the little girls you're fucking around with. Like, and I say little girls, but don't worry, they're of age. Um, yeah. So. You know, like, no, fuck you. You don't get a say. You don't get shit. Like, leave them the fuck alone. Leave her alone. Let her be fucking happy. Let her find what you couldn't fucking give her in someone else. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And what's funny is it's usually like, you know, people always joke around like baby mama drama. I just want to say there is a thing as baby father drama. Oh, big time. Baby daddy drama is a thing. Trust. I live through that shit. Hallelujah, hallelujah, preaching on the mountain. <laughs> like, can amen. The, can, a fucking man. Can I get an amen? <laughs> a fucking man. Like, I'm going to get up and dance, y'all. <laughs> uh, so Hell yeah, just, there's baby daddy drama. Like, fuck him. It's, right. not always, it's not always the baby mamas, y'all. Just letting y'all know. PSA. Um, so let's move on to another reality star. Uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills drama. So... For those of you who watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, know Lisa Vanderpump. She was once crowned like crowned like so and so the queen of the show of that franchise. Well, she's no longer on the show, and her and Kyle Richards, who is Paris Hilton's um, aunt, well, they had like a just a crazy friendship. Like one year they were besties, the next year they hated each other. Well, they ended Lisa's last season extremely, like, just on bad, bad terms. Um, Well, they were, Kyle was out to dinner with one of the producers from the show at a restaurant in Los Angeles, and Lisa Vanderpump and her husband happened to show up at the same restaurant. They were sitting tables apart from each other, and it is said that when Lisa Vanderpump left, (laughs) She told the waiter, the server, um, to send her over $100 tab to Kyle for Kyle to pay. Uh, Talk about petty. Well, Kyle gets the check and denies it and is like, I'm not paying that bitch's, like, basically saying I'm not paying that bitch's food for, like, her meal. Like, absolutely not. Even though Kyle could afford it because Kyle has coin, too. Um... She's like, absolutely not. Well, Lisa kind of, I guess, knew that Kyle was going to do that. So Lisa ended up leaving like an imprint of her card and left, from what I understand, like almost double the tip of what her her 
ticket was like her ticket was over her ticket was like 130 dollars, and her tip was like almost double that and so she knew like she just i think she did that to like to kind of like incentivize the the server to be a little shady so uh what would you do Bonnie, if you saw your arch nemesis at a restaurant and they sent you their bill and left <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you have a, you, by any chance, you have a, by any chance, do you have a bitch in mind? Uh. <laughs> oh, I got one in mind. <laughs> I wish a bitch would. That's all I'm saying. I wish a bitch would, but it would never happen because I hold on step nowhere near where I'm at. But in two ways, um, <laughs> um, I sure the fuck wouldn't pay it. Hell the fuck no. I don't give a shit. And bitch, leave a double tip. Go ahead, you stupid dumb broke bitch. I don't care. I don't care. Leave your fucking shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm paying for it. No. Hell no. Hell no. Or I would either, okay, it would go two ways. It would either go that way or it would, I'd be like, damn, okay, I'm going to pay this bitch's shit. And I would slap it all over social media, how their broke ass couldn't even pay for their own goddamn check. Like, uh-uh, look at this. This dumb bitch walked out too like that. Mm-mm. I would. <laughs> I would. It, wonder, wonder, it would go one of two ways. <laughs> it depends. What time? Depend on my mood. What kind of mood am I in? Like, I don't know. I feel like I would follow that bitch out the restaurant. I'd be like, uh-uh, bitch, come here. <laughs> oh, wait. I had a choice of doing that? Like, she's uh, still, like, in the vicinity? Like oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. Bitch, I am pulling a motherfucking Cardi B, and I'm snatching Nicki Minaj's ass up. Fuck that. Yes, that one. I choose option C. Option C. Option C. Other. Other. I choose option <laughs> other. Mm-hmm. I choose to fuck it up. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> fuck it up. <laughs> They gonna it would be a pay per view night up in that fucking restaurant. Ooh, like, bitch, no. you, not ooh, bitch, not a UFC fight. <laughs> <laughs> not me snatching the bitch's wig. Like, nope. <laughs> Fuck that. So uh let's move on to another reality TV star, Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Bonnie, you got the lead on this one. Let's go with this problematic Jersey Shore guy. Okay, so first of all, everybody remembers the allegations that he had about um, you know can i even say it like you know the the among Dom- people can't domestic, vi- domestic violence <laughs> domestic violence among can i say domestic violence okay yeah. anyway. <laughs> so all those allegations well it turns out he wasn't going to be charged with anything he basically got off scot-free and then had the audacity to turn around and say he needs a break from jersey shore for his mental stability and mental wellness i'm like okay you know what everybody knows he's been problematic for a really long time the only thing i'm gonna clap for is him finally taking his mental health serious and going to get some fucking help with it but flip side motherfucker you deserve to spend a few months in jail at least for all of the fucking shit and all the hands that he has put on people and everything like that shit out mental mental health you know mental disability or not that is not a fucking excuse to put your hands on anybody. And you definitely should suffer those consequences. So ah, verdict says, fuck him too. He's problematic and he should definitely be going to jail. And then, you know, then, you know, a psychiatrist and stuff like that. But that's how I feel about it. What do you feel? Yeah. So before I get into my feelings, I have a, a statement from his lawyer. Um, his lawyer says, we are very happy that after further investigation, both the LA County District Attorney's Office and the LA County's attorney's office determined that criminal charges were not warranted against Ronnie related to the incident that occurred in April. 
we will review the alleged violation of probation claim and deal with it accordingly. As for Ronnie personally, he is currently seeking medical treatment for psychological issues that he has ignored for a long time. His only present goal is to address these issues professionally and make himself a better person and the best father he can be to his loving daughter. So I do like that he is getting help for his mental health. I do like that he admitted that this has been a long time coming issue. But like you said, that is no excuse. If someone with mental health issues killed a person, they would be having to pay time of some kind, right? They wouldn't be able to go to some, I'm sure where he is going is more like a spa. I'm sure they are probably are. I'm sure there's professional psychiatrists, psychologists. I'm sure they're there, but I'm sure it's more like a spa, hotel, resort. Whereas if you were to kill someone with mental health issues, you'd be in a psych ward somewhere locked up. Right? So there's two different ones. Like if we're going to treat everyone with mental health issues, let's, let's get on the same page here. Okay. Domestic violence could lead to death, right? A lot of the times it does lead to someone dying or the other per the person suffering from domestic violence sometimes will end up self-harming. You know what I mean? Or overdosing or it leads to addiction. It leads to just, a, a it's just Pandora's box. So I think that I, 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 I'm glad that he got mental health. I don't feel like he should have got away just without anything. Um, I also feel like it's a flash to like people that get caught cheating and then they're like, oh, I have a sex addiction. No, bitch, you like sticking your penis into things. That's all it is. <laughs> they're like yeah sex addiction <laughs> no, like your you know your significant other catches you with the penis in someone else and you're like oh sex addiction i'm gonna go see a therapist okay N no <laughs> nah bruh that's it that's it this whole house is burning down after that you know what i mean like not the bed Here. not the relationship ain't over i'm burning the whole bitch down to the ground angela Bassett yes okay. oh girl Yes. And that is on Mary Had a Little Lamb. So that's how I feel about Ronnie. And um, the only thing is kudos to him for getting help that. And hopefully, hopefully it works. And hopefully his girlfriend leaves him because she should be smarter than she is. Um, <laughs> so I just, I want to call her so many names, but you know what? she is the victim here so whatever I she may it. be an enabler but she's still the victim yeah so i'll be nice and hold back my thoughts um so uh let's talk Ooh. about uh, man it's like hard <laughs> to bite i'm like hard nice. <laughs> biting my tongue you have no idea like I'm biting the shit out of my tongue. Like, I don't know if I'll have a tongue left after this episode. Um, so let's move on to James Franco. Um, I don't know if you guys have noticed this because I hadn't until actually my boss brought this story up to my attention. He's like, hey, what's up with James Franco? Like, have y'all talked about that on the podcast? I'm like, no, like spill the tea. Like what happened? <laughs> so I researched it. Well, I didn't notice this until I researched it. Well, James Franco hasn't been in a film 
a major like motion picture in years. I think it's been like 2017 or something, his last film. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, I haven't seen him in anything. Why? Well, there have been allegations against him from multiple 17-year-olds that he has tried courting them, that he has booked hotel rooms for them with him. Um, Also, SA allegations with multiple actresses. Um, Multiple actresses came out on Twitter and um, were putting him on blast and tagging him, saying, like, remember what you did to me this day? Remember this, what you did to me? One actress even said that at one time they were in a vehicle and he exposed his penis and shoved her head into his lap with his exposed penis. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, again, multiple 17-year-olds. What do you think, because there's another story that we're going to talk about a little bit later about younger females and older men, right? We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But that is different from this case because this case, they are minors, right? A 17-year-old cannot consent in most states. I don't know. Every state's different. What are your thoughts on not just James Franco's situation, but the 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 um the men in entertainment the the men in powerful positions in general because it's not it's happening all over what do you think about this it's like a crisis that we're in i believe i really feel like this is a you know we're going through covid you know like a pandemic i feel like this is a pandemic like it's always been happening but we're being hyper aware of it because of social media um and stories can come out in real time you know so what do you mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on on this like what, just in men in general in powerful positions taking advantage of underage girls? You know, I, it's guys it's such a years ago it was like taboo to talk about all this stuff, you know, and everything, but like you said with social media and everything, people are coming out things especially if they started seeing a lot of the like the bigger bigger people like going through their accusations and you know getting like what they're getting from that i mean kevin spacey there's been so much i mean even favorites like tom hanks has been thrown in the mix with all that stuff so but as far as james franco goes i mean he's just problematic and apparently from sources close to him and friends close to him he has always been this way he has always geared himself towards the younger girls 17 you know year old seem to be like what he like likes that's like his fetish or something I don't he must have like (laughs) he has well I mean he has problems obviously but another allegation I just want to go over this that that was concerning like to me it's like wow was um like a lot of these are coming from studios uh, from these accusations are coming from his studio from the uh his acting school studio four that's where a lot of these accusations are coming from. And one of them came from a young lady. Her name is Sarah. She said that during one scene of a movie where she played a prostitute, that Franco removed the clear plastic guard that covers, you know, the actress's vaginas and stuff while they're doing that and continued to stimulate the oral sex with no guard there. And, you know, that they, she just, that he, literally took advantage of their eagerness to act and to work and stuff like that. And, you know, that and anybody around him around the time enablers. 
enablers because they had to know what was going on. There's no way that you're doing this stuff and you don't talk about it. That's why Seth Rogen has begun to distance himself away from James Franco, away from all the allegations. And he even said himself, Seth Rogen said, what I can say is that I despise abuse and harassment and I would never cover or conceal it. And looking back on a joke that I made on Saturday Night Live about Franco with 17-year-olds, I deeply regret that joke. It should not have been made. I realized I myself was an enabler. So that's coming straight from Seth Rogen, you know? They were like best friends. Yeah. So, you know, like what is wrong with these men in Hollywood? Like, you know, it's, and a lot of, People try to turn it back on the girls. Well, they shouldn't make themselves available to the men. They shouldn't blah, 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 blah. They're eager to be actresses. It's a part of the business. I can't tell you how many times I've read it's a part of the business or heard that, you know, they know what they're getting themselves into. They are 17. I don't know jack shit when I was 17. I had no idea what the hell I was getting into. Hello, motherhood. Anyway, but (laughs) you know what I mean? 17 year olds don't fucking know. They don't know. They may think they know. They may talk shit like they know but they don't know when you're sick, some kind of sick fuck you're in your twenties, thirties, whatever. And you know, 17 year olds are your jam and you're just, and then especially to be in a man in position of power to be taking advantage of that and stuff like, Ooh, uh, I guess the trick of the trade, like I'm going to scratch your back. <laughs> what are you going to scratch on my, on me? Like my back, my way back, my way down, <laughs> you know, like, no, fuck that. I'm sorry. I hope that, they start holding more and more of these actors accountable for their actions, for all of those essay claims. And especially if they oof, be true, please be true. And these chicks coming forward, ladies, girls, whatever, women, do not make shit up. Do not fuck this up for the legitimate victims out there. Come real or sit the fuck down with your regrets and leave it the fuck alone. That's what I think about it. Agreed. Um, so we're going to move on from James Franco. I almost said James Charles. James <laughs> Franco. Um, so, you know, you mentioned we talked about like people in powerful positions taking advantage of young girls. Well, that kind of segues to our next uh, topic of Allie Brooks. So Allie Brooks is a Texas native. Shout out Allie. She is from San Antonio, Texas. And you guys may know her as a member of Fifth Harmony, um, very popular band here in the U.S. They were made and formed on the X Factor version, the U.S. version. Um, very successful in their time. So, you know, whatever. Well, Allie Brooke, of course, has started her podcast, her own podcast called The Allie Brooke Show. And it premiered yesterday. And the very first episode, she dives in, and it's basically, it was titled something like Her Time in Fifth Harmony. And she, I listened to most of it today um, as I was out and about, and she talks about her time in Fifth Harmony being an absolute nightmare. She says that producers and major people at the record label um at video shoots would call her hey you the fat one um she's not even fat by the way she's amazing she's in amazing shape she's just curvy that's all it is um and if she was fat fuck off um so executives were calling her hey the fat one um she also says 
and this is a quote from her. She says, um, it was a whirlwind. It was a whirlwind. I'm going to say how proud I am of Fifth Harmony, of what we did, of what we did for music, what we did for female empowerment, what we did for girl groups. We will be in history books, y'all. But I hate saying this. My time in Fifth Harmony, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't love it. It was hard because there was so much going on. So much behind the scenes, so much toxicity, so much abuse, so much abuse of power, so much mental abuse, verbal abuse, and it's just been horrible to me. It's a shame because we were so big, I should have enjoyed myself more. She goes on to say in the podcast that the group was going through a lot of issues and she reached out to um, an executive from the label or someone major from the label and um, she asked him for advice and help. Well, she asked him to come in and talk with the girls and him to kind of just help mentor them and help them get through whatever issues they were having. Well, he showed up to the meeting and his um, advice to them was to basically say to be more sexy and handed her a thong. He handed her a thong and said that would be the fix of it. That would solve issues. So she says that like, she knows what he was trying to do. She knows that he was basically, like I said, telling them like, y'all need to be more sexy. Like y'all, people don't, aren't liking y'all because y'all aren't sexy enough. Um, you know, this isn't a quote, but this is what she basically was saying. I'm just kind of summarizing. Um, right. And so we all know girl groups have had drama since the day beginning of days right mm -hmm. since spice girls and destiny's child had drama that's how the the song survivor came out because people were comparing destiny's child to the tv show survivor like who's gonna who's going to end up left on the island like girl <laughs> groups have always had the stigma around them but i don't think that it's always necessarily because of what the girls are doing I think it's the people around them putting things in their ears like this guy and um, what are your thoughts on all of this that Allie had to say and share well you know I'm I'm glad she has an outlet now for that because can you imagine holding on to this for that many years and having just like having it inside and built up and knowing you had to go through this and it almost kind of sounds like she had to go through it alone and shit. And so I'm really glad that she has an outlet for it. She got it out. She got it off her chest. She said what she had to say. I think it's shitty what she went through, but I think, you know, girl bands, they were always dealt to shitty hands, you know, and I know it's not just girl bands. It happens in the guy bands too and stuff. They, they push on a certain image. There's, you know, just a whole bunch of things coming at them left and right. And it, it's just a shitty situation all around, you know? And I think us as like listeners and, and fans and stuff like that, like we don't realize what they're going through internally. We, it looks like it's all fun and games and stuff like that. Sure. But yeah, no, there's some, and to that executive or whatever that handed the dog, the motherfucker better be glad that she wasn't anyone like me because he would have been eating that motherfucker real quick. Like, fuck you. How dare you? Like, bleh, I can't even, like, where? Where's her mom? Did she tell her mom? Because 
fuck that dude as a mom dude i i would ugh. i'm just I, I woke up and chose violence today i'm sorry y'all i'm not really sorry but i did do that It reminds me of like what we talked about last week, kind of about um, Jesse from Little Mix, how she felt insecure about her body because of people always calling her the big one, the fat one. And I'm always thinking like, there's been guy boy bands in the past. How come nobody ever said the fat boy, the fat guy in the boy band? You know, no one would ever dare. Well, I know with that group 98 Degrees, I think it was, God, I think his name was Justin. And he was a little like he was like, it, fat, you know. But do we consider like, do we consider ninety eight <laughs> degrees a band? They were a little bit of a boy band, <laughs> but I know he had spoke out about like the pressures and stuff like that because he was technically the you know the chunky one of the group and stuff like that. I do remember that, and I don't remember like he don't really hear it so much with the boy bands and stuff. There's always like this this certain expectation of the girl bands and oh be sexy be this be that like (laughs) and they're all like they were super young when all of the you know their music came out and when they were you know doing all that stuff but hey you know that's sad but yeah i'm glad that she has the balls to um you know to for lack of better words she has the balls to speak up and the executives are lucky she's not name dropping because here on this podcast we'd be at adding them like at so-and-so bitch remember what you did name drop like a motherfucker tag them all that shit like at so-and-so this is their email this is where they live this is their girlfriend's house this is their wife's house on this (laughs) on this pod on this podcast we'd be like at candace owens at demi lovato <laughs> don't, don't get us started. Uh, not on this podcast, girl. Don't get us started. No. no, and you know what? And you know what? I, I, I hope she does one day. I hope she name drops and all that shit. Because yes, more power to her for calling these motherfuckers out like that. And you know, I'm here for. I, I'm here for the fucking tea, bitch. What is episode two going to be about? Tell us more. Like we are here for the drama. Don't you know I added it to my playlist, girl? I'm like, yes, subscribe. That was a good episode to talk about. Like, talk about a good premiere episode, bitch. <laughs> talk about. And then I'm telling you, the very first clip, like the the preview to her show, was that quote, like my band, that my time in the band, I hated it. I'm like, oh, I'll be listening. <laughs> Tell me uh, more, honey. <laughs> yeah, so um, let's get, I want to kind of just summarize this Colin Farrell situation because it's very long and I just, I don't have energy today. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I'm, <laughs> it's just, yeah, we're not doing it today. So Colin Farrell, who for the most part, he, I don't really hear his name in drama or anything. So I was surprised when I looked up like, I was, you know, I do my research for the show or whatever, and I saw his name pop up. I'm like, what the fuck did he do? Like, let me find out he's trying to hit up some minors or some shit. No, that's not his case. <laughs> um, so Colin Farrell actually is having issues with a 17-year-old, but it is his son. Um, his son was diagnosed with Engelman syndrome, which is basically a genetic disorder which causes developmental delays and disabilities that affect the nervous system. So, um, Collins Farrell, uh, Collins legal team 
uh, issued a statement said that his son is nonverbal and has issues with fine motor skills, making him unable to properly care for his own physical health and well-being and requiring him to need assistance in preparing food, eating, bathing, and clothing himself. Um, Colin and his um, son's mom, because I don't think they're married, and Colin and his son's mom are hoping to obtain the legal power to decide where the teenage son lives, um, have access to his confidential records, withhold or grant marriage or medical consent, make decisions about his education, and they even want to go as far as controlling his social and sexual relationships. Um, the case is scheduled to be up here before a judge in September of this year. Um, we have talked about conservatorships on this podcast, mainly Britney Spears and Demi Lovato needing one, right? Um, I'm not getting triggered today. Um, so <laughs> in this case, what are your thoughts about the conservatorship in this case? Well, I mean, it goes really into depth, like what all they want to control in, uh, you know, their son's lives. And I get it. They're looking out for his best interest. And it kind of sounds like he actually does need that for himself. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little like, especially when it comes to like his sexual relationships and, you know, and all that. Now, I understand there's some really sick people out there take advantage of people like him you know and stuff like that so to a point I see it but to another point it's is, is I guess it just depends like is his uh, health like is it going to deteriorate as he gets older or will it get better will he be able to make you know those decisions on his own is he gonna like it's a fine line and and they're asking for absolute control over everything you know what I mean I'm, I don't know I'm just really like what if he meets somebody and falls in love with them and the parents don't approve for whatever reason? And it could be the parents' reason, not necessarily, you know, a, a bad reason. And that's just giving them the complete power to be like, nope, nope, you can't. Sorry, I don't care if you love this person or not. We don't like her <laughs> for whatever reason. I mean, I'm not saying that this is that they don't like certain nationalities or ages or you know, maybe that lady would have kids and they don't want their kid to date someone that has kids. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a fine line to take away absolute power from somebody over certain areas of their life. Um, I hope the judge really weighs in all the factors and like, I hope like all the medical stuff is presented forward to make the best determination for this. And this isn't going to be just a and eh, we'll do it because we like this actor, we know this actor, whatever. You know what I mean? I hope that they make the best decision they can for that young man. I I, it, I wouldn't want it to be my decision because I it would be hard. I I I actually I hope they get get control of it because I like that they're doing co-conservatorship. So both of them would have a say. It's not just one person in power. So basically they would be like a jury, you know what I mean? Like, let's make yeah. this decision together. It's not just one person like Britney Spears' dad. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like, and I do from what he described is he's unable to make 
he cannot make cognitive decisions for himself. He needs help bathing. He needs help getting dressed. If he needs help with that, um, he there's no way he's really going to be able to, in my opinion, um, make a good life choice when it comes to finances and when it comes to relationships, sexual or just regular relationships, because they do, they separate the two. They even said like relationships in general. So like friendships, you know, you can have toxic people around you. Um, And so I hope that they, the judge does grant them in this case because of the fact that there's two parents involved. They're not even together, but they're willing to be like, we need to come together for our son. And I feel like because there's two of them that any decisions they would make would end up being the right decision because they would both have to agree on it. Right. I mean, I definitely see what you're saying there. And I, you know, if, I mean, this, I don't know anything about this disease or, you know, how it progresses or if it gets worse or maybe one day, you know, it'll, he'll get better. You know, I just, I really hope that they do what's best, you know, for, for their son and, you know, all that. Yeah, and so, like, from the description of it, it's, like, because at first I was, like, well, it kind of sounds very similar to someone with, like, um, what is, like, whenever you're delayed, like, delayed learning, and um, I'm trying to think. It's, oh, I can't, I can't think. I can't spoke today. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad it wasn't just me. I'm like, dude, I haven't even had a single drink today. Like, why am I talking like this? I know. Like, I can't <laughs> spoke. And that's my job right now is podcasting is to spoke, speak, spoke. And it can't happen. But anyways, I'm not going to try to explain myself further. I just, I hope that they're doing it for the right reasons. And I hope that, I think that if the judge if they're going as far as detailing it like that much, I think mm-hmm. that they will have the doctor's involvement. And I think the judge will probably take what the doctor has to say more into consideration than what the parents have to say, I think. That's good. That's good. And you know, I, that's all that matters. Parents yeah. coming together to do what's best for their kids. Co-parenting, which a lot of parents need to do. But I'm yeah. just going to leave it there. Uh, baby, daddy drama, baby daddy drama <laughs> baby daddy drama baby daddy drama ftp ftp oh lord all right so why don't we talk about jennifer lopez and ben affleck hollywood's hottest couple at the moment i feel like we're in the 2000s again i feel like i feel young i know i'm loving this i'm all my love don't cost a thing yes no so benifer let's get into benifer where are all my benifer babies at because I know they're out there because I keep getting tagged in these stories. People want, hey, Yvonne, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, oh, hold on, man. I got to, my homegirl, I got to call her up. She's got to tell me to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So here we go. They lit the internet on fire this past weekend. Uh, J-Lo, Mr. Ben Affleck, Mr. Batman, which is pretty funny because after all that stuff that happened with him and that model that he matched with on Raya and, you know, it was like, it's me. Why did you unmatch me? <laughs> so after all that, whatever. Jennifer Lopez was like, what? Well, what? Some some little hussy's trying to swoop in? Like, nah. Let me whisk this motherfucker off real quick to my place in Montana. 
So they were spots going on a romantic getaway to Montana. There's pictures of them in the car, getting on the plane, kind of touching hands. It's so adorable. It's so cute. Whatever. I'm here for it. Okay. So come to find out that he has been emailing her since February. And these aren't, they weren't just friendly emails. They were, ooh, I missed that booty emails, you know? Yes. Love it. <laughs> Get it back. So, and they interviewed Matt Damon. Matt Damon sat down for an interview and they were trying to get out of him. What's going on with your bestie and J-Lo? Are they back together? You know, this is Matt. And he was like, you know what? It would take all the alcohol in the world to get me to talk about those two, blah, blah. Meanwhile, two minutes later, he was like, oh, I really hope they are back together. And like, wink, wink and smiles and everything. So that (laughs) ignited a whole new wave of, Matt Damon is confirming his best friend is back with JLo, in fact. So, I mean, we're just here with the rest of the world waiting to see, like, what is going on with these two? Are they on again? Are they off again? I'm going to fuck around and say, oh, they are very on again. He is like it, you know, but at the same time, I'm just thinking in the back of my mind, uh, you were emailing JLo and stalking. <laughs> these girls on Instagram sending them videos talk about it's me why are you unmatching me like I don't know what do you think well J-Lo in February wasn't she still with A-Rod yep so maybe that's why okay. he was like well I'm gonna start planting my seed with J-Lo but I'm still gonna have fun over here because she's still taken mm-hmm. so maybe he knew that there was trouble in paradise with A-Rod and J-Lo and so he's like, well, let me plant my seed now, but I'm still going to have fun until she responds. Oh, I'm sure he planted something this weekend. <laughs> as soon as I said that shit, I swear to God, I fucking knew that that was coming. And I'm sure it was his seed. There you go, homie. <laughs> oh, Get it, Ben. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. You know, to, but... quote, to quote little pot princess Ariana Grande, just give me them babies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see it. I see it happening. Like, okay, I'm here for it. So we are just gonna wait with the rest of the world for them to come out and say they are back together or whatever. But honestly, I feel really bad for anybody that gets with J Lo because you know it's not gonna be a forever and always type of thing. It's like a temporary thing. So even if they do get back together, I don't really see it going anywhere. I don't know, girl, that sayings is, you know, if you love them, let them go. And if they come back, it's meant to be. Just saying. We'll see. We'll see. Because Ben Affleck has also had plenty of issues with, like, I think, if I'm not mistaken, like, he had alcohol issues. And (laughs) so they're both just some jaded ass uh rich people so let's move on um (laughs) you briefly mentioned the dating app raya a lot of people don't know what that is so why don't you fill in the commoners and let everyone know (laughs) and get everyone up to date with our next story let me go okay so raya is a date exclusive dating app that a bunch of actors and actresses are using and they've been using it for a while now the only reason why it's been brought to light recently is because of the model that you know let everybody know that Ben Affleck she matched with Ben Affleck and then she unmatched and not thinking it was him so that brought up you know the Raya dating app and with this app you have to put in an application for this app (laughs) before you can even get on it and they get personal but the one thing that they really wanted to know was your instagram handle 
they go, <laughs> they go by, you know, I guess your how popular you are on Instagram or Twitter. They want to know your Twitter handle and all this stuff. So as a, I'm all for <laughs> educational purposes only for this show, <laughs> we submitted my application to the Raya dating app service to see like what what the hell is this thing about I just want to say I got wait instead <laughs> whatever <laughs> they obviously don't know my charms <laughs> um, uh, so let's boost my Instagram you guys <laughs> anyway so along with um, the girl coming out about Ben Affleck another model came out about Matthew Perry Matthew Perry from Friends, as you know, Chen LeBing. Well, he came, uh, she released a series of videos where they, she had a match with him and they were talking. They were like FaceTiming or video chatting. And he was basically just sitting there asking her a bunch of questions, like, you know, 20 questions. And some of those questions kind of got a little bit on the creepy side. And you could like see him like watch, like looking at her and stuff like that. And it did feel like, you know, a little creepy. And she said she put it out there because she was calling out older actors that are messaging young actresses, young models and stuff. And keep in mind, these, these women are of age, you know, they're, I think they're like 21 or something like that. I don't know. And, um, but she's saying that she finds it disgusting and it uh, just, where do they get off? What, where do they get the audacity to be messaging these young girls and how these older actors need to basically stay in their lane? and stay with women their own age or slightly younger, you know, but stay away from the younger actresses, you know, and I can see where she's coming from, you know, to a point, you know, that, yes, sure, especially with all the problematic actors that we've had recently, you know, come out with allegations of, you know, talking to underage girls and this and that, this kind of is in the same realm, you know, but if you're 21, 25, 26, like early 20s, mid 20s and stuff, and you have like older actors hitting on you, you put yourself on a platform for a reason. You set those age limits on your profile. If you didn't have those age limits on your profile, you wouldn't match with that person. You know what I mean? So you can't like, <laughs> and then and then to accept the invitation accept the facetime invitation and talk you are putting yourself in that position like that's the only thing that pissed me off about this girl like bitch you sat there you had the you recorded it specifically to put this out and kind of make fun of this person and talk shit and use it as a platform like i don't know i don't know how i feel about this one because it's just like it's like bitch you're fucking dumb for doing it and you're like you fucking hoe bag you wanted your fucking clout like that's the only reason you fucking did it and matthew perry motherfucker like find somebody in their 30s or some shit like what leave this little girl alone and how many times she brushes her hair a fucking day like i understand if you got your fetishes like handle your finish make sure they recording you or something i mean like i don't know the only thing i gotta say about that i will say these two girls that put all this information out they got kicked off the riot app Right, I was like, okay, hose, like, you know, and you're gone. I have a lot of fucking opinions about this fucking story. Okay, because if a 50, I don't know how old Matthew Perry is, but a 50 or 60-year-old woman was dating a 20 or 30-year-old man, everyone would be like, yes, cougar, get your life. Stella got her groove back, yes. But for a man to be dating a younger girl that is of age is a problem. It's creepy. But an older lady dating a young man like J-Lo was dating a 20-something-year-old. We were like, yes, get your best life. Live your life. Yes, girl. 
no one said that that was creepy right that's true so also when you're like you said when you are on these apps you are of age you set your age limit and like you said she had to go through all these steps to accept this she kept the the conversation going um i don't feel sorry for this bitch she just fucking wanted clout like you said she's um a clout fucking chaser um uh, both of them even like so the one with ben affleck was different because she just didn't believe it was him right but then i'm like she leaked that because she didn't think it was him and he sent her a video but i'm like bitch it's raya they're all verified how the Mm -hmm. fuck did you not think it was him okay and then for her to be saying like older men that should be dating someone of age no they can date as long as you're over the age of 18 you although i personally i'm only 33 and i would never date an 18 year old um because i still consider them kids if you if i can't have if i can't have if i can't take you out and have drinks somewhere we're not dating um exactly but if you are over the age of 18 you are an adult you can vote you can go and serve our country you damn well believe you can get it in okay so (laughs) if you want a 50 year old or a 60 year old whatever the fuck you're into as long as they're both consenting adults which you are at the age of 18 um if you give consent well then that i'm here for it now if she were to say that her and matthew perry were like chatting and then he started exposing himself to her and she didn't want that and he kept on i would be like he's a fucking gross person that's not what she said yeah so I don't know this hoe, but <laughs> she can go sit down with Demi and Candace in the back seat, in the backstage. I was just going to say that bitch can have several seats. You know, and I'm like, the only reason why I say Matthew Perry, find somebody in your 30s, honey, because the girls in their 20s, they are like this. Some of them, some of them. I know some cool ass chicks in their 20s. You know what I mean? And they're not like that. But ones like this, especially, I'm sorry, girls on the Riot app, a lot of those are just clout chasers and stuff. And they should know that. Be smarter, Matthew. Be smarter. And yeah, uh, I'm with the age thing. Like, okay, me, I'm 41. And I would never date an 18-year-old either. No, absolutely not. Um, for me, you're right. Like, they have to be able to buy you a drink. Like, I, 21. Could you imagine, sorry, could you imagine dating one of your son's friends? I'm all which one? I no, I bitch. Have... Like uh, you're 18, <laughs> like an 18 year old. Like Sebastian, like Sebastian's friends. Oh my god, that would be so. <laughs> I couldn't do that. I'm all maybe one of Julio's friends. You know, they're at least 24, 25 somewhere. Yeah, that's there. different. You know, but I mean, like a, a few years does make a difference. No, but... yeah, it really does. Like you know, if you can't buy me a drink, sit, sit down. I said, I don't, I don't want chocolate yeah. milk and, and I don't want chocolate milk and Oreo cookies, honey. Yeah. <laughs> I want a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, like so, when I say like let's go have a drink, I'm not like, yeah, let's meet up for a coffee because I do coffee with my friends, not the person I'm sleeping with. Exactly. Like no, <laughs> they're like, oh, but I could buy you a Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, what? Oh, wait a minute, what? A Starbucks? Like. <laughs> <laughs> no bitch i'm like i'll buy my own starbucks you go to fucking you. Day- you can go to daycare bitch that's and all that's period, period. <laughs> yes <laughs> hey <laughs> but so. i feel i feel so bad for matthew perry that you know that girl put out those videos and stuff 
I mean, and he does, don't get me wrong. Like, he kind of looks like you're watching it and you're like, Matthew, no, like, no. It's because, what are you, doing? <laughs> you know what it is, is that these guys are doing what we all do, but they are being exposed. And what we all do, well, okay, so I have a friend that does this. I'm not calling myself out. A friend of mine does this. When they're drunk, they start texting all those people. Snapchatting all those people. I don't know why you got to throw me out like that, bitch. Like, uh, like <laughs> you know what I mean. And and you start saying and doing things. It's like those TikToks. It's like me talking all this shit, and then when we're in person, I'm sitting at the bed like, mm. Mm. You know, they, like, it's like it's like that. But they're being exposed because they're celebrities. So it's like they're just and- caught up in the moment that they are. They're obviously you're on these apps to meet people to date to hook up with so it's like they're going into with that mentality you know what i mean so yeah just being for sure that sucks imagine and someone I, leaking all your your dms that's what i was just gonna say you are a complete shit person if you record a private like facetime or conversation or you know, something with somebody and you fucking put it out there like that to call them out or anything. You're a shit fucking person. You really are. And I hope fleas infest your crotch area, you stupid whore bag. Like that is like- <laughs> Not fleas. Oh, no. <laughs> All the fleas. Uh, the fleas of a thousand homeless dogs, you stupid bitch. <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> uh, and, and that's period with a T at the end. Damn right. <laughs> Damn right. So uh, I wanted to end the podcast with a story that um, we haven't talked about, and I forgot to mention it to you. Um, Bill Gates. Oh, you mean Daddy Gates? You talk about Daddy Gates. <laughs> I'm on not Daddy you. if you're listening. Daddy if you're listening. <laughs> not, uh, not, not Bonnie sliding into Bill Gates' DMs. <laughs> you want to see my new tattoo? Hey. <laughs> Hey, Mr. Gates, I know you're going through a rough time right now, but if you need someone to talk to. I'm here. I'm here. Always for you. So (laughs) Bill Gates, everyone knows, story broke a week or two ago. Everyone knows that his wife filed for divorce. Um, I want to talk about this because it is old news now. However, in recent developments, I read online on a few websites that the split is not amicable and that she actually hired a private detective because there were allegations that Bill Gates was linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Is that his name? Epstein, Uh uh-huh. Jeffrey Epstein. And that he had numerous trips to that infamous island. I believe. So allegedly whatever her private investigator found out is what triggered her to file for divorce um they don't have a prenup he has already before they've even gone to court to settle he has already issued her millions of dollars and i think that's hush money before the divorce hush money big time and speaking of money, so I want to get your opinions on all that. But also to top it all off, his kids are allegedly complaining because they are only getting $10 million each. 
boo hoo hoo. I could just cry for them, but I so won't. What, so what are your thoughts on all of that? Fucking spoiled ass little bitches. But I mean, if my daddy was Bill Gates, and that sounds like daddy Gates. Anyway, if my daddy was Bill Gates, I would be mad as fuck if I was only going to get $10 million out, of, out of all of his billions of dollars. I'd be like, uh, no, no, sir. I know some shit too. What are you going to give me? <laughs> Um, uh, mom told me so you better motherfucking pay so, me did you also before you talk about before i get your input on his marriage the divorce did you know that for the past so many years bill gates once a month was able to go on a weekend vacation with one of his ex-girlfriends that he allegedly was just friends with his wife allowed this for years they every month he gets to go to some off place with his ex and she has allowed that for years to happen because they are just friends only and it's just them allegedly so what are your thoughts on the divorce on the settlement the hush money the epstein and the little weekend trips with the next so the divorce is like wow like first of all you didn't have a prenup but you didn't think any of this shit when you're getting it when you are getting married like hey homegirl is gonna bank i am here for it girl get him especially if the shit she found out was serious enough for that you know you know first of all i don't give a fuck what i find out you if if i think you're linked to that motherfucker that right there is done like curtain mm-hmm. like fuck that so good on her for not sticking with it and like for standing up for you know herself and whatever like her morals and what she thinks was right and stuff like that that's cool uh two way to try and pay her the hush money i'm petty as fuck i'll take the money and still fucking plaster your shit everywhere he might actually make her sign uh like an nda or something like that i think i feel like he probably said i'll give you this money if you sign this nda yeah i feel like that happened and if it did well now not good on you bitch you're taking money over truth and all that shit but i mean that's a slippery slope there i mean sometimes it she's probably thinking like what the fuck can i do you know what i mean like you know like a lot of people in power like that they also have to protect their family interests and stuff because that's what brings them your money your livelihood what you're used to and all that stuff these motherfuckers ain't used to living where the fuck we live so you know what i mean they're gonna hold on to that but flip side like about the trips that he took with his ex as just friends oh oh, you know his fucking wife had a side piece like i'm sorry i i'd be the same way like oh daddy gates you want to go away with some other bye where's the pool where's the pool boy (laughs) exactly like no you know mama gates had some side shit going on like nah it reminds me did you ever watch that abc uh abc show desperate housewives yes so Eva Longoria's little fling with um, yes. the, the yard man, the yard boy. Yes, 100%. Her husband, her husband be like, I'm working late. And she'd be like, all right. Like, she'd be like, okay, okay. all right, motherfucker. Like, a hundred percent. Yes. I mean, that, that's how I feel about that. Like, oh, it's, I mean, not to be mean or anything, but come on. Bill Gates, like, yes, baby, go ahead. Have your weekend. Tell her I said hi. Oh, and she looked cute, too, and what she was wearing when, you know, y'all guys took off. Like, you know, fuck that. She had her own side shit going on. You know what I mean? And as far as the kids go, ah, fucking spoiled-ass brats, whatever the fuck. Uh, but $10 million to them is like $10 to us. So, you know, yeah. it, it ain't shit. They're just Can you imagine whatever. complaining that you're only getting $10 million? 
I fucking wish. <laughs> like, <laughs> what you mean I'm only getting 10 million? Ugh, fuck. I hate it's, my life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wish a motherfucker would. I'd pop some reality into them real quick. Um, that is funny. And that's a good way to end this week's podcast. Thank you guys so much for putting up with our bullshit. Um, <laughs> listeners, um, I want to thank you guys because our audience has been growing week after week. Um, thank you guys for that. If you guys could please, 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 please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast because that helps us um, get discovered by new listeners. Share our podcast with all your friends and family unless they are like conservative because fuck a conservative person um they probably won't like us they probably won't like us too much they'll probably have an issue with the few things that we say um but yeah thank you guys for listening thank you for putting up with all of our bullshit another week uh follow us on social media all of our links are posted below get Vonnie's instagram uh, all the way up so she can get on Raya and she can do some <laughs> research for us and <laughs> and that is it for this week's podcast you guys have a great one and James Charles please stay the fuck out of trouble bye bye